ultimately, I'd love to just learn a little bit more about the actual program that you do to serve the teachers that serve the child. You know, what's um, like, how do you help those teachers ultimately? Because I know you have like your own method of doing so. Welcome everyone to the main journey, a way for you to join me on a learning journey through life. My name is Samuel Main and today we welcome Sam Moyne to the show. Welcome Sam. <laughs> Sam, you're a teacher, a speaker, a student life coach and founder of the Student Breakthrough and Educators Coaching Academy. Sam's aim is to revolutionize emotional support for young people and create lasting change for future generations. Sam was a teacher for five years until he found that so many students failed to achieve the grades they wanted. They lacked self-confidence and were not motivated to achieve their very best. The student breakthrough has impacted the lives of thousands of students across the world, training inspirational teachers to deliver his program so that they can help more young people. The Educators Coaching Academy offers world-class mental health coach training for teachers and educators. Thanks for joining me, Sam. It's good to see you, man. Oh, mate, thanks so much for having me here. Really appreciate it. And thanks for the intro. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've got to hype you up, dude. Got to hype you right. up, you know. It's got to be done. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Sam, so I'd love to revert back to you actually being a teacher. Um, can you talk me through the decision for you to change and make this massive transition ultimately away from teaching originally yeah it was yeah great question I actually went back a bit before then for me like even before teaching because I fell into teaching without really knowing what I wanted to do like if I wanted to do that or not um my whole whole plan growing up was to be a soldier just I took on the belief that my, my dad had about being in the military and and that was how I was going to get my purpose in life and um, I was doing that. I got accepted into the Royal Anglian Regiment of the British Army. And then in 2012, uh, unfortunately, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which was like a first failure I'd faced. And as a result of that, I fell into teaching. And it was a very confusing time. And around this this whole area of about 2013, 2014, my mental health really started to decline. And I've struggled a lot with anxiety because I didn't want to be a teacher. All I wanted to do is be a soldier. And I just I just didn't feel like I was myself. And the reason I share that about your question is because I left teaching because I got some help and support uh, through coaching. And this was back in 2015. So I spent a couple of years, you know, chronic insomnia, anxious and struggling to do my job. You know, when I say struggling, there's a time when I cried in front of a whole class of 16 year olds. You know, when I say struggling, like I couldn't physically get out of bed some days to teach. And it was at that moment with my mental health, I realized I had to get some support. And, but I was brought up on this whole, like, you know, you gotta be physically strong. That's what true courage is. That's what strength is. It's hard to your biceps, fighting for your country. And what I started to learn was that true courage was actually like being okay to be vulnerable and being okay to be honest and share. And it was that moment in 2015 when I had my first coaching experience that led me on to what I'm doing and helped me to transition out of teaching and then obviously do this coaching work for students and, and the rest of the stuff I'm doing now. Wow. 
Dude, what a roller coaster. I feel like there's so much even just to unpack just in in that. What was it specifically about teaching that was so difficult and brought on so many then challenges for you? I think it's a very like like starting any new job is intense, right? Especially when you are 22 years old and you've got a lot of responsibility for up to like 400 students you're teaching that year plus your form group of 20. So you're chucked into a very like high pressured role. It's a role where um, you're, you're everything, you're a teacher, a counselor, a coach, um, a support network. It's a very high pressure job. So I think you had that with it as well. So that's one part. And then the part of like, you're not feeling good enough. You feel like you've let your family down and you don't actually really want to be there. I always had this vision of like some, uh, army general knocking on my classroom door <laughs> literally be like all right kids see you later i'm off ski because that's really what i wanted to, or i thought i wanted to do so yeah a few things really really bubbled up and you know then a couple of the insomnia and i wasn't sleeping i was getting like half an hour of sleep and then i was marking history papers like until 5 a.m then eventually falling asleep and then rolling in and, and trying to do that job so it's a collection of of things uh, the reason I left eventually was because of the education system as well, which I see is outdated and archaic. And for me personally, that there was there was more to life than just being a teacher, which that isn't condescending or I don't want people to take that the wrong way. It just meant that I felt like I had a, a higher purpose when it came to like mental health with kids and not just being a history teacher. So yeah, few things were going on. It wasn't just like the teaching element. Amazing. So interesting. On the flip side, is there any like specific positive memories you have of being a teacher that really like stand out for you? Or was it just obviously a, a tough time that actually, you know, you struggled to look back on? Man, I love education. I love being a teacher. I miss it so much. You asked me that question, I started smiling. I was like, man, I was in uh, I was in Madrid training teachers the other day and we were walking through the school and it was busy, it was alive, had loads of energy, like the kids had sent hello to the teacher I was with and I miss that, you know, like that's my, that's my calling. That's my passion. Um, luckily I still kind of get to do that. Yep. But yes, the memories are like, uh, like sports days. I was DJ at sports days. It was like the highlight of my teaching career was playing the YMCA. You got 200 year sevens out in front of you, like an illegal rave. Um, and I was called DJ Moines. <laughs> and basically I just pressed play on Spotify and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, YMCA, cha-cha slide um a couple of the bangers that went down where all the kids were raving with like ice creams and <laughs> good vibes um and then you also always tried to bring in my personality you know it's the classroom it was <laughs> i love fancy dress uh parties I'd, I'd always dress up as like a a judge uh, when we had debate lessons i have a wig and like the glasses and the hammer um and teaching your personality is so important because so many people go in and they have to be this like authoritarian figure you got to find the line but you've got to bring out your personality as well. And uh, I had a lot of fun, you know, always laughing, always joking. Um, you know, I got great results as well, but you know, the, 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 the history trips and the geography trips, um, you know, sat outside students' rooms at like 1am and you'd have a, a cup of fruit tea, uh, which at times might be an alcoholic beverage. Um, and you'd just be waiting for them to like poke the head out of the door and you're like, get back in your room. <laughs> Like that, all these little moments and yeah, it was a great job. Well, I want to go back one day. 
Really cool. Um, really cool. But yeah, good memories. If um, if you've got someone that's starting out as a teacher, what would be some advice that you'd give them to them? Yeah, great. That's a, that's a phenomenal question. Um, I think first thing, which is what I've just spoken about, is like teach with your personality and teach with love. So just bring that out. So many kids are just craving love and connection because they don't get it from home. They don't get it from their friends, but they can get it from you and you can have a massive role to play. So teach with love and connection. I think one thing that I didn't do at the start was really listen to understand kids. I just listened to reply. And it's a big communication problem. So if we can actually like go deeper with students, listen to really understand what's going on with empathy. I love the phrase, be a heart with ears. We can help students to improve their mental health. And I think the last thing is it can be an overwhelming job, like like all jobs can, but you don't, you don't get paid enough to sacrifice, you know, your weekends, your evenings to do the job. So I think it's really about setting good boundaries as well. And not just saying yes, yes, yes to people because you're going to get swamped really fast. It's about having clear boundaries, but just enjoy it and realize that the difference you're making because you never understand, like you never think about that one passing comment, that one bit of support, that even just that skill of listening can transform you know, the life of a young person. So cool. It's so cool. It's really interesting. You mentioned the boundaries too, because I think that applies then to almost every job, right? Is that you can get so uh, encompassed in it. If there was a parent that was listening right now, and maybe their child is struggling at school or not enjoying it, is there any advice you'd give to that parent about how to approach, you know, their, their kid and going into school? It comes back to me, and I, I just said it then on the listening point, I think it, it comes back to like actually listening to understand because so many parents will just shove on their life advice or their own solutions to the problem without actually understanding the child and what they're going through because the world is ever-changing. You know, when these parents were at school and to an extent when we were at school because we're getting a bit older, yeah. you know, there wasn't social media, there wasn't TikTok, there wasn't Instagram. People weren't on their phones. There wasn't this cyberbullying. that didn't exist. So you can't necessarily just shove your own advice or life experience on that person because you don't really understand. So the most important thing is to actually just listen and ask great powerful questions. You know, what's really going on? How can I help you? Distinction I love is like, do you want some advice or do you want to be listened to? And that's quite a cool distinction. Um, and the other thing as well to go, you know, is reach out for some support. It's, it's tough out there because to get support in the NHS in some places for mental health, it takes two years wait list. And to be fair, it's an understaffed resource. They'll meet some counselor. Um, and again, my, I've been through counseling myself. I'm not sure it's the best support for all students. I think it's very important for some, but so you've got to be mindful that like, there's going to be that wait list. So if you can like get some support through school, through another organization, whatever, because you know, we're so quick to spend money on laptops and phones and, but you can't put a price on your child's mental health or happiness. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. At the start, you mentioned about a potentially a broken system. Um, mm. and I'd love just to get your perspective because I have a relatively uneducated, you know, opinion, let's say on the, the school system. I'd love to learn from your point of view, 
one what is broken in the current uk schooling system and then two what changes would you would you make or would you like to see in the coming years yeah i think um it's important just to mention this is about the uk system which is mainly my main experience although i've worked with other schools and teachers across the world so the school system as we know it was created in the industrial revolution 200 years ago to have like obedient workers where people come in maybe sat at desks and a bell will go a bit like in the factory and people would change from room to room to room there'd be someone at the front giving information mainly knowledge and that would generally be the school system now what i've just shared there is basically what the school system to an extent the layout of a school the structure of school is set out today so we teach in a very similar way that we taught 200 years ago and unfortunately what's happened over those years is governments have made have this big you know it's very political right so they've made this big thing about like improving standards and improving education but what really they've done is just add layers and layers of data testing assessments um and curriculum changes to standardize everything um and to to, to raise standards and to push students but it doesn't work like that because everyone is different and with education not one size fits all right you can't just force every like round peg into a square hole and actually very few students have the ability to just learn that knowledge especially between 14 and 16 like that last curriculum change in 2017 killed that um, that love of learning in that year group no, between 14 and 16 because just so much to teach harder topics um the, the the criteria to get the best grades went up and it's just this big pressure cooker so we've been doing the same thing for a long time and it just churns out teachers and students like fifty thousand teachers leave the profession each year in the uk and currently a million students don't go to school now, when I was a teacher, we called them school refusers, which annoys me so much now because there's many reasons children don't go to school, mainly because maybe they're neurodivergent. They've got uh, SEND needs, so special educational needs, um, or for other reasons. Um, but we're so quick to, to let, but what I'm saying here is like, if the education system is flourishing, then surely that wouldn't be the case. Surely you'd have teachers that stay in the profession. Surely you have students that want to go to school and learn. Um, and I don't know how far else we can go because the reason behind all the standards as well is competition. So you've got international PISA, international school league tables, which governments like speak about. It's a load of BS in my opinion. Um, and schools are comparing themselves on league tables. So the pressure comes down from the government. That is then given to head teachers who like to get bums on seats, to raise our standards, we need to get good grades. That's then passed on to teachers and teachers are held accountable by the grades that students get. So their pay rise, which is about a grand a year, if they hit their targets, until 30 grand. This is what it was back in the day. Um, only happens if they hit the grades. So all this pressure is then passed onto the kid. And then you have these challenges of mental health. Mm-hmm. And there's no support. So it's like building a house on weak foundations. You know, you're piling pressure on top. But you haven't given, like, mental health support, life skills, soft skills, whatever you want to call it, um, well-being to those to those kids so that everyone just just crumbles um and gets burnt out wow it's so interesting for me to like to hear this side because when i reflect 
I know at least three, maybe four people that all became qualified teachers and then now are not in that system at all. They completely changed paths. Um, so to hear you talking about it and that level of pressure that's there is really interesting. And I like where you mentioned the pressure was passed down to the kids. And that's where now those challenges have, uh, have like essentially arisen. So can I just jump in on that? Yeah, of course. I just think you asked me like what I'd change. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's loads and it's part of what the work I want to do with the education disruptor. Yep. Which is to really unite people about the changes in education. But here's a simple example. Before COVID, um, on the last curriculum change, we we're teaching four topics at GCSE history. So four history topics. This is tough stuff, by the way. This is like one of the modules is like a thousand years of history. Then you've got like a British module and other anyway. Four topics. And when COVID hit, we went down to teaching three. So what I'm saying here is that minutiae example of cutting back the curriculum by dropping one topic technically means there is less to teach. If there's less to teach, there's more of a love of learning. You can explore different topics. And ultimately that pressure cooker is turned down a little bit. Now I'm not saying that's going to revolutionize mental health support in schools, but this is my thing. Now it's like, I do so much work with mental health. But that example just proves if we change the system slightly, in that one example, it's, it, it's going to improve things even by 1%. And that's what it's about. So like cutting back the curriculum, um, removing the focus on such standardized and high pressure exams and tests like GCSE. You know, we're the, one of the only countries in the in the world that tests at 16 in that way. Um, you know, offer staff like a five-star CPD program. That's what we're doing at the Educators Coaching Academy is helping staff with that. Um and just bring back creativity as well, like the arts and sports and music and just everything gets cut because we've got this focus on math and science. But a lot of employers will talk about now that like, yeah, these kids have got like great A, you know, a stars, whatever, or level nines, whatever you want to call it, depending on the exam you've done. But they haven't got the ability to hold a conversation, make eye contact, uh, self-regulate, have resilience. So it's all right making these academic robots, but if you can't actually like, you know, control or develop resilient mental health, then none of that stuff's going to matter. So interesting. The impact some small changes could make, super interesting. So I'd love to delve a little bit more into then actually your business and what you do. So obviously at this stage, you were at school, you were teaching, you knew that there was more that you wanted to do. You knew that obviously by the sounds of things, you were pretty unhealthy in the, in your own self at that time. Talk to me through that transition um and ultimately you know how did the the business start yeah so i um i'm from little Keynes, so i remember my my mum and dad ran businesses nursery schools for little kids so i'd always seen this kind of entrepreneurship growing up and also when i was a teacher i was like well i love education but how can i how can i run a business and my old man i remember when i was really young my dad said like he looked we were driving in the car he looked at me he said one day you're gonna have a business it's gonna change the world and I was like, cool, what is it? <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I don't know, it'll, it'll happen one day. And I always remember him saying that. And I was in the park in Milton Keynes, I was writing down like tuition businesses, forest schools, nurseries, trying to come up with these ideas. And obviously you can't force that. It has to come from organic organic learning. And yeah. um, I had my coaching experience in 2015, went back to school, started to see so many students that were struggling. 
And then I just started to feel like, okay, mental health support. So I looked at counseling, therapy, coaching, and trained to coach. So I remember finishing my schooling at 3 p.m. on a Monday. I joined this call with all these Americans and I learned coach training. And I started testing this with students in my break times after school. And I started to get great results because I'm great at building relationships, but this just took it to the next level. And I remember driving home from the from school. This is about like, uh, let's say, September 2017. Just about finished my coach training. And I'd be driving home. I just would work with a student on this stuff, on the program I was building. And I was like, music on, windows down. I was crying. And I was sobbing because I was like being hit with life's purpose about what I wanted to do. Like, this is what I want to do, coach students. Um, and as a result, I then created a company called Student Breakthrough. And I think I sold one coaching package for like 40 quid. And I left teaching in 2018. And that was all my business experience, which was scary. <laughs> Yeah, you're allowed to swear on this podcast, buddy. You're good. <laughs> like, okay, it was shit scary. Because um, I had all this, I'd left um, left the classroom and my brother was a year one teacher. So I had this amazing summer of like, I'm not going back to school. Like, like yeah. um, Then September the 1st comes around and my little brother goes back to school. And then for the first time, I'm sat on my laptop. And I'm being like, so what now? where do we go from here? You know, I haven't really made any money from this and just some pure hustle and grind. I picked up a few sales, but ultimately I wasn't making enough money. I was making like 400, 500 a month, not enough to cover my rent. And I had an American mentor at the time in 2018. She goes, you go and get a jab. And I was like, my ego was like, Ugh. so, Oh, just, it, it sucks. But I realized in that moment, like you can't create, you can't serve, you can't heal in a place of fear. Mm. So I went and got a supply teaching job and I was teaching history, teaching the first world war. And I got a knock on the door and it's from the, the head teacher of the school. And he said, I'd love for you to work with our PP and lax students. So that's pupil premium and looked after children. Generally pupil premium is like free school meals. So stereotypically they have a bit of a tougher time in life. And that was a big breakthrough. You know, let's say I started to get a grand a month. So that kind of covered that. And I basically for the last four years, I've just been saying yes and make it up later. Like Richard Branson's advice. And like a teacher called me up in 2019 from Wales. She said, can you train me in what you do? And I was like, yep, sounds good. So I trained Joe, first person, just one-on-one. She was then working in a deprived area of South Wales in Swansea. And from using my program, she was helping her students get back into college and getting an education. I was like, wow, okay, cool. So, uh, so that started taking, that's taking now like, like 50 people through that course. And that's what I was doing really one-on-ones, group workshops, parent workshops, saying yes to every opportunity, run a podcast, online courses. And then the big break came in 2021 when a school in North London said, can you train our staff? And again, yep, sounds good. So I had a 20 module program, made it into 10. I was in a rough place mentally, by the way, I'd moved to London had a big breakup. I was not in a healthy place. So what I was delivering this program at about three out of 10. The pilot scheme was rough and ready. We took the, two, the teachers through with the aim of just let, giving them skills to help kids. And that's what happened. But the other benefit was even bigger. And that benefit was because 
the teachers were going through the program themselves. They were being coached. They were understanding themselves on a deeper level. Their mental health was improving. And I started to realize and I got really excited that, man, I was not on the best mentally rough and ready pilot. And yet here we are with these great results where students are getting more support and staff are getting more support at the same time. And that's what led to the creation of the Educators Coaching Academy, which is what I'm doing now. And and it's helped teachers from various countries, particularly China, which is really cool. The course being translated into Chinese. And I was in Madrid training teachers there. And the, the feedback is phenomenal, you know, like because I've been there and I, I know what it's like to hear someone say like, this course has changed my mental health. It's changed my perspective on teaching. Um, it's made me understand students on a deeper level. You know, it's great. And I feel very proud of what I've done. So cool. I wanted to highlight something. You mentioned that obviously you went back to become a supply teacher for that short period of time. Earlier on, you'd had this uh, vision of a army lieutenant, you know, coming and knocking on the door. And instead of a lieutenant, it was then a head teacher that was coming and knocking on the door. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. Really interesting. Um, so it's actually very interesting how like my mindset had changed from back then, because in that moment when he knocked on the door, it was like to give me an opportunity to actually work with kids in education. Whereas back in the day, because I was such like a victim and caught up, that'd been the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. I know that's good point. <laughs> there we are. Bye that, mate. So ultimately I'd love to just learn a little bit more about the actual program that you do to serve the teachers that serve the child. You know, what's, um, like how do you help those teachers ultimately because i know you have like your own method of doing so yeah so the program i made back in the day was called boost believe and breakthrough the three b's and really the training program just goes alongside that so i've made this program and it helps students uncover more about themselves helps them overcome anxiety boost their motivation growing confidence loads of different coaching tools positive psychology a bit of nlp i guess in there as well um and then the course just takes teachers through that but they go through it themselves so so many people will go through life and I know you're similar to this and I'm similar to this, but a lot of people don't. So we're sort in the way of like, we, we understand coaching. We've, we've looked under the hood. Let's say we have taken off the blinkers at times, but like, wow, this is like really where my life is going. But when you train staff and teachers who haven't done that and you drop a really simple coaching exercise on them, you know, it can be emotional. Many people cry at my events. They uncover lots about themselves. And a very, for, for me, I deem that as quite a basic exercise. But for them who've never done it, like a horse just walking down the road with the blinkers on, to take the blinkers off for the first time can be super refreshing and also a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, but that's the benefit because they then understand the tool or the exercise to then help the student because they've been through it themselves. Um, and yeah, the, the program, there's two, there's excellence. Uh, which is an eight mod eight session program, eight week program, and then elite, which is five months, ICF accredited. It's amazing, and we've got this great community platform now, and an app to join teachers all across the world. Love it! It's incredible, incredible. So ultimately, and this may sound really silly, but like, what's the mission? What's the actual goal? What are you working on accomplishing? So the ECA thing is I just want to get it into six countries or six new countries because it's nice to test this in different cultures and see what works and see what doesn't work. And also it's it's good impact, excuse me, it's good impact 
Um, and we're growing a team at the moment and just to keep moving forward with that and growing that business. But my real passion and purpose comes to the education disruptor, which is this event that I planned, you know, about nine months ago. And I've struggled to get it off the ground because it's, it's bigger than me and I'm looking for sponsors and I'm trying to run, you know, two of the businesses, student breakthrough and the ECA, but that's my bigger purpose. I can see myself really toning down the ECA stuff, still being involved. But for me, I want to take these events, the education disruptor, where we unite parents, teachers, students under one roof with great, like powerful speakers. We talk about what could be possible. We imagine the future of education. We invite government officials along to hear from these experts and we create change that way, whilst also kicking back and raising money for charity. When I say kicking back, the kickback for charity, you know, the one in London, we've got Refugee Education UK, um, but we're just trying to find sponsors. But for me, it's taking those events around the world and just uniting everyone together. That's my bigger mission. Amazing. I love that unity of bringing them all together. That's mm -hmm. really, really powerful. Um, do you have a date locked down for, for that event? Do you have any, uh, any, um, anything locked in yet? It's okay. If not, well, it was going to be January, then February, then March, and then we've moved it to September. I, I'd like, so I, it will happen. Let me change my language. It will happen in 2023. Cool. Uh, and where would be the best part, like way for someone to connect with you for specifically that event? Probably just like any of my social media at the moment. We haven't got the website up for that, um, but it'll be like, yeah, sam at studentbreakthrough.com um, or just hit me on LinkedIn or go through studentbreakthrough.com because that's really the, the the main business page at the moment. But yeah, if you know, if anyone knows anyone that wants to sponsor that event, they could be like just a disruptive business. They could be passionate about educational change. Um, we've got different sponsorship packages. It's not just like, it's not loads of money, um, but it'd be great to, to get you involved and, and promote your business alongside this, you know, great, what I believe is something that's really going to change things on, on a global level one day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's awesome, dude. So I've got a couple of questions for you. One is a question that I ask every single person that comes on my podcast. And that question okay. is what advice would your future self give you in this current moment? I'll read it out for you again and give you a little bit longer to think about it. What advice would your future self give you in this current moment? To realize and understand that I'm always safe. And that to get to where I want to get to, I've got to trust in myself and my own abilities because everything is on the way if I allow it to come in. That may be one of the best answers we've had so far. Yeah, it's um because I've I've had some life changes, you know, like I've moved away from the UK. Um, business is going even better than ever, but it's uncertain. I, I sometimes I don't. I'm like checking in with this, like, do I trust myself? Do I feel safe? And I just, I, that's one thing I'm working on myself at the moment is like just building that up and realizing that Sam, you've got everything. Like everything is here. You just got to like take the shackles off and just go full full steam ahead, and you're going to transform so many lives and so many people and change education. But you've got to start with feeling this security and safety, and then just go. And I'm like I, I I tap into this now and again, but it's very minutiae. Like I want to just like like I said, take the reins, let the reins go, 
remove my own like blinkers that I've got on about my own like limiting beliefs and just like rock in and do this thing um, because I know I can do it. I know I can be that person. I know I can change things. Love that. Love that. Very well said. Um, Sam, I just want to actually express one, my gratitude for you coming on to uh, to this podcast. Two, to give you just massive credit for what you're doing. Not only are you building a business, which is an incredibly difficult challenge to do for one, but the level of impact you're having alongside that business is, is incredible. And I think the ripple effect of some of the things you're building, implementing and, and leading is going to be massive, it's going to be massive. So I'm excited to see that uh, pickle out. You know, obviously we've been friends for many years now. We've gone to some raves, we've gone to some gigs, <laughs> uh, we've had lots of good times. And I'm genuinely excited to see where you build this, where it goes in these coming years. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for you, dude. It's the main thing. Thanks, man. It's like, I think there's easier ways to make money than education. You know, I've got friends that are in property, crypto trading, and I look at them sometimes and I'm like, I did compare myself, but then I check in with myself about like the level of contribution that is higher than theirs and always will be. Yeah. And yeah, I like making money. I'm an entrepreneur. Don't get me wrong, but I love making money and making a difference. I love making money and like realizing, wow, I've contributed. I've made people feel fulfilled. I've helped people to grow. Um, and the high purpose of educational change. You know, that's the thing. And for me, that's what's always driving. My favorite quote is, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken adults. And that's just the drive, 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 drive on that and yeah obviously selling is serving and if you're serving you're going to make some sales and money along the way which is great you might not be you know mr 13 figures <laughs> doing trading crypto property whatever but who gives a fuck about that at the end of the day like for me it's all about contribution and serving that's it amazing dude i love it love it mate thank you for your time um all of your links everything will be down below um, so we, everyone can come check you out there but yeah massively appreciate you coming on and um, yeah we have to do this again soon mate thanks so much for having me sam and thank you for listening cheers like and subscribe